Hello, hola, and konnichiwa. I am your host, Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and this is the Prelim Primer, the only podcast out there fully dedicated to the Curtain Jerkers. I, of course, am talking about those fighting on the prelims of upcoming UFC fight cards. Today, we are talking about the biggest fight card of the year. That's right. UFC 239 is finally upon us. We have a chance to talk about it. But as you know, if you're a regular listener to this show, we are only talking about the prelim portion of that card. That's right, just the prelims. If you're new to the show, let me explain to you a little bit about why we focus on the prelim portion of the card. You guys already know how you feel about John Jones versus Tiago Santos if you're going for the big upset or if you're expecting the GOAT to just continue rolling on. You probably already know how you feel about Howie Holm versus Amanda Nunes or Ben Askren versus Jorge Masvidal or all the other main card ones that you've been thinking a ton about, but you probably haven't been thinking a ton about the prelims. That's right. You haven't been thinking about the prelims, and that's really where the money is won and lost, right? You're leaving tons of money on the table if you're not gambling on the prelims. You're leaving tons of money on the table if you're not knowledgeable about the prelims when it comes to daily fantasy sports. And we're here to make sure you stop leaving that money on the table and instead you take it home with yourself. And if you're really serious about taking home some money in daily fantasy sports and MMA, I would like you guys to check out BSMMA.com. BSMMA.com is running a $250 guaranteed prize contest for this weekend's card. That's right, $250 guaranteed prize and you can get in for just 10 bucks. So, Make sure that you go multiply that money by taking home the big grand prize in this contest. And let me tell you something about BSMMA.com too. BSMMA.com is not like all those other guys out there. You're probably used to losing in daily fantasy sports by doing something silly like not having your fighter get enough leg kicks. Or maybe you had to pick a guy you weren't real confident in because it fits your salary cap. Salary cap is not an MMA idea. There's no salary cap in MMA. And, and why pick the guy who gets the most leg kicks and win based on that? What you should be doing is you should be winning based on your knowledge level. And that's what BSMMA.com does is that they just expect you to pick five winners, five methods in five rounds. And you could pick any five winners off the card and you get to watch the points rack up. You don't have to worry about the salary caps. Instead, you just pick what you're most confident about. And that's really where the winners should be picked. And plus, if you're getting in on that first contest I mentioned, you probably also want to get in on our free contest where you can win some sweet BSMMA swag. You just got to enter the contest code PRELIM6 to take home the, that contest right there. PRELIM and then the number 6. And you're going to be able to enter in for free BSMMA swag. So now that you have all that, head on over to BSMMA.com and get your picks in today. And to help you out with those picks on BSMMA.com, I've enlisted the help of a co-host, a man who by no exaggeration knows more about the prospects in MMA than any other man out there today. I am joined by Sean Bitter, who you can find on Cage Side Press. Sean, thanks for taking the time to talk prelims with me. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to, you know, give this a shot. All right. So we're going to start, as always, with round one, and we're going to put five minutes on the clock. And for the first fight, we're going to talk about the one that everybody is the most excited about on the prelims. I, of course, am talking about Gilbert Melendez versus Arnold Allen. Now, Gilbert Melendez enters this fight 
on a four-fight losing streak, but the names he's lost to are pretty prestigious here. He's lost to Jeremy Stevens, Edson Barboza, Eddie Alvarez, and Anthony Showtime Pettis. On the other side of things, uh, Arnold Allen entering 5-0 and in the UFC, but, you know, his most recent win is over Jordan Rinaldi, who replaced Gil Melendez in a fight that they were supposed to have earlier. So the trends are really obvious here, Sean, but can we tell enough about Arnold Allen based on the level of opponents he's fought? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, he he hasn't really made me believe he can make an impact in this vision. Melendez, like you said, he's lost his last four, but that's to the top of the heat. So I'm not sure about that. Yeah, and, and the thing about Arnold Allen, too, is that like sometimes he looks like a killer striker. Sometimes it looks like he has flaws in the striking. Sometimes he looks like a killer grappler. Sometimes it looks like he's having trouble chaining things together. And Gil Melendez is the type of person to make him pay. Do you expect Gil to make him pay on the feet? Absolutely. I don't think Allen will be able to take Melendez down. And Allen tends to strike here lately. And Melendez, being a veteran savvy, I think he'd be able to get it done. Well, that, that's really interesting, too, because if you look at the odds that have been coming out, too, everybody has got Arnold Allen as a front runner here in, in an early favorite. So... Uh, just out of curiosity, you're planning on going with Gil Melendez here. Do you think it's a decision, or do you think he's able to finish the, the tough Arnold Allen? I think it's a decision. I think Allen's tough enough to go three rounds, but I think it's going to be a 30-27 decision. Wow, that is very one-sided. You know, I was leaning Arnold Allen a little bit here. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with my guy. I'm going to go with Arnold Allen by decision. I don't think he can get him out of there, but I think, like, the youth and the athleticism, we might see, you know, Gil Melendez pressed up against the cage a little bit here because he is very strong. So we got a disagreement in the very first fight. I love it. We're going to move on quickly to the second fight. The second fight's another one I'm excited about. Random Marcos is fighting Claudia Gadelia. Marcos coming off her Armbar victory of Angela Hill. Claudia Gadelia just lost to Nina Ansaroff by decision. And before that, she just nearly squeezed out a split decision over Carla Esparza. Marcos has kind of been the tale of two fighters, right? That, so this, this is the big question here. She is similar to Arnold Allen. She looks great and then not so great sometimes. Only she does it fight to fight, right? Like sometimes her fights look brilliant. Sometimes they look really terrible. What do you think the cause of that is for Randa Marcos? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Claudia hasn't looked great lately, but that's to the top of the division. She may have took quite a few steps back, but she's not behind Marcos. Randa has improved, but Claudia matches up with her well. Marcos was has little wrestling, as most of her takedowns has come from her opposition going for the takedowns and Marcos getting the switch. I just can't see Marcos getting Claudia down. If, if it stays striking, it's close, but I still think Claudia does more. Yeah, and I think people who are giving Randa Marcos a little bit of an edge on the wrestling, like if you look at the stats, it looks like Claudia Gedalia is giving up like tons of takedowns. But when you consider the people she's giving them up to, you know, it's reasonable that she's giving up a bunch of takedowns. I think you're right here. I think she matches up well with her. And I think the big difference comes in the athleticism, right? Randa Marcos is, you know, pretty good at takedowns here. But is she more athletic than Claudia Gedalia? I don't think so, and I think that's where this comes into play. Do you think Claudia takes her down, though? Uh, I can see it, yeah. I can see her taking Marcos down. Yeah, I can see her taking her down, too, but I'm, then again, I'm not sure that she's going to want to. I think she's going to be yeah. so successful on the feet that, that I think she's going to be pretty happy there. So uh, my official decision, uh, you know, it's a strawweight fight. I'm going Claudia Gadelia by decision. Just not a whole lot of finishes in this division unless you're named Jessica Andrade. How about you, Sean? I agree 100%.
All right, and that's just about going to do it for round number one. We are going to take a short break, talk to our sponsors, and we will be right back with round number two. During this quick commercial break, I just want to quickly mention to you guys that there is a $250 guaranteed prize contest happening over at BSMMA.com. That's right, $250 guaranteed prize only 10 bucks to enter. You're going to want to get in on this contest. And you're going to want to tell your friends about this contest too. Because the coolest part about playing on BSMMA.com is showing your friends that you're smarter than them. And the best way to do that is by beating them in a contest like this upcoming big guaranteed prize one. But actually, if you don't want to get into this guaranteed prize tournament with your friends either, you can set up your own contest with them. That's right. BSMMA.com has a customizable contest option where you can set up a contest against your friends. Maybe you want 10 people in it. Maybe you want 20 people in it. Maybe you want a low entry fee. Maybe you want no entry fee. Maybe you want a high entry fee. It doesn't matter how you want to play, but if you want to prove that you're smarter than your friends at picking MMA winners, like at BSMMA.com, you can do it all there. So, now back to the show. And we are back with round number two. I'm going to put another five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start this round by talking about a couple of young up-and-comers. We're going to talk about Alejandro Perez versus Yadong Song. Uh, Song is 3-0 in the UFC. He recently got a decision victory over Vince Morales. Uh, Perez is on a four-fight, or was on a four-fight winning streak, rather. It just got snapped to Cody Stamen. But that four-fight winning streak was against Eddie Wineland, Iuri Alcantara, Matthew Lopez, and Andre Sukumta, which is an impressive list of four dudes. Song seems to clearly be the more athletic guy here. Perez seems to have more experience. Which do you expect to play up? You know, it's an interesting fight where Song is an aggressive fighter, as Perez is a more so of a tentative fighter, which has been the reason he's gone the distance seven times, and a few of those has been razor close decisions. It's a hard fight to call just because Perez has fought way better competition. Perez is solid defensively. So Song may not get off his shots like he's done before. I'm leaning Song, though, due to his speed and just throwing more output. Yeah, and I think you're right, too. The output piece is so important in this fight because uh, Perez is a guy who we've seen sort of stand back. And against guys like Uriel Caldara, who also tends to do that, he could outpoint him and he could outwork him. Same with Matthew Lopez. As long as he's stuffing the takedown, he could outpoint him and he could outwork him. Is he going to be able to survive the onslaught of Song? Possibly, but... The other question is here, too. If he survives the early onslaught, does Yudong Song have enough to go the distance? I think so. I mean, Perez is really good defensively. His takedown defense is solid. Cody Stamen could barely get him ta- barely take him down. But I still think Song has enough, at least for two rounds, than Perez does. All right. So it sounds like you're going, are we going decision again? Are you going uh, Yudong Song by decision? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, this seems like a decision-happy card. I think I'm going to go with him by decision, too. You might see a TKO in there if you can get him out early. But as you said, Perez is so smart defensively. I, I just don't see it happening. So uh, both of us go in song by decision there. In our second fight of the second round here, this is one we can get a, a KO in, I think. 
Edmund Shabazian is fighting Jack Marshman. Shabazian, 2-0 in the UFC, 3-0 if you count Contender Series. He beat Charles Bird and Darren the Dentist Stewart. Jack Marshman recently took a very, very questionable decision over John Phillips, which avoided getting knocked out three times in a row. Now, Shabazian has only gone the distance once. I guess Jack Marshman could be said is pretty damn durable. Is there any chance that the 21-year-old here gasses himself out before he's able to finish Jack Marshman? There is a chance, but Jack is 2-3 and three in his last five fights, and his wins are to John Phillips, many including you know myself, and you thought he lost to Ryan James as well. You know He struggles a lot. With all due respect, you shouldn't struggle against guys like Phillips and James. I'm not sold on Edmund because his cardio is shown to be a big issue in his fight with Darren Stewart, and his striking defense needs a lot of work. I'm going with Edmund because he's the much younger guy riding a lot more momentum, but it's more so a fade on Jack. Yeah, and I think, too, you could see a fight like Darren Stewart there, too, because you know Jack Marshman, definitely not as skilled as Darren Stewart, but he definitely has that, like, mentality. Like, we're going to go in there and fucking throw. We're going to sit down on our punches and throw big bombs until one of us takes a nap. And, and because he's so durable, he pretty much doesn't ever take a nap, which is pretty impressive. Uh, you're right. I, I just can't see him doing enough to outpoint him, though. So do you think Shabazian has got the the power to be able to put such a tough guy away like Jack Marshman? Uh, he could, but I see more so of him getting it done on the mat with a submission. Yeah, that's true. We haven't seen too much of his submission game lately. Uh, although one of the – I mean, I guess he, he did submit Charles Bird. I, sh- I should give it a mat. But one of the things is, you know, he's he's got that, that judo background working at Glendale Fight Club. I guess we should probably think of him more as a grappler, but I, I tend to think of him as a big, young power puncher. So you think maybe submission here for Edmund Shabazian? I'm thinking, yeah, Shabazian, submission, round two. All right, I'm going to go with Shabazian. I'm going to go with a knockout, though. For some reason, I just think he gets it done with the hands, maybe even TKO from grounded pound. But I think that this is definitely a fight we're going to see some sort of finish in. And that's going to do it for the end of round two. We ran out of time. We got two more fights coming to you guys for round three. Sit tight while we grab a breath on the stool, and you can listen to this quick word from our sponsors. So I already mentioned the $250 guaranteed prize contest happening over at BSMMA.com, but I wanted to mention that one more time. And while you're at it, you're going to have to get yourself familiar with the different bonuses on bsmma.com there are five different bonuses that you can add to your fighters after you pick them you're gonna want to learn about them because that's how you're gonna take home the big prize my personal favorite is the debo bonus i've been getting real into the debo bonus lately because i've been failing on some other ones the debo bonus is when you think your fighter is going to get that hit it and quit it knockout that pure knockout that francis naganu-esque knockout you can tack on an extra 10 points when they do that and that's that's a big win right there 10 extra points for your fighter. So if you think they're going to get the big knockout, tack on the Debo bonus and take home that big $250 guaranteed prize this week. Now, back to the show. And we are back with round number three. I'm going to throw another five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start this one by talking about a fight maybe that I'm the most excited about due to one fighter. And that's Ishmael Nardiev versus Chance Recounter. So 
Ismail Nardiev, I think not enough people are hyped on this dude. He beat Michelle Prezeris on short notice. On short notice, and did so pretty freaking dominantly. Chance Recounter, 1-1. He recently rear-naked choked uh, Kyle Stewart. He had a decision loss to Bilal Muhammad, which certainly no shame there. But here's my question for you, Sean, to get us kicking here. Does Chance have enough jujitsu and have enough problems on the ground to make it tough here for Ishmael Nardiev? I don't think so. This is a bad bad matchmaking, in my opinion, where Ishmael just beat Michelle Prezeres and now a big step down in Chance, with all due respect. Ishmael looked great against Michelle, defending many takedowns, outstriked him fairly easy. Chance is a wrestler, and I can't see him finding success. Michelle couldn't. Should, it should be a win for Ishmael. Yeah, I think it's it's a crazy step back. Actually, I had him on the, the Top Turtle podcast over at Flow Combat, which you guys can check out. He'll be on the show this week talking about how he thought it was a step back, too. He expected a top 15 guy coming off that win over Michelle. Prezeris was on an eight-fight win streak. It's incredible that Ishmael is now fighting a guy who's one and one in pretty much his only avenue to win a fight seems to be to take somebody down. Nardiev, even though his name is is the Austrian Wonder Boy, so we think of him as this like crazy kickboxer, he's a wrestler. He started as a wrestler. So, I, I mean, like I think this probably stays on the feet, and I think it probably gets ugly fast. What about you? I agree. I, I think Ishmael could finish it any way he wants, but it starts on the feet, and I think he finishes on the feet pretty early. Yeah, and I, I definitely think not only... You know, you're, you're right. He could finish it wherever he wants, but the fact that he recently had like a grapple heavy match and it didn't seem to build his stock, right? Like he out, like he, he countered Michelle Prezeris' wrestling with like good wrestling and good sweeps. Didn't really get to show off what he's great at, which is, you know, uh, initiating the wrestling and striking. I think he wants to show off, be a little flashy here, and I think he gets it done with like some crazy ass spinning shit, you know. A minute and a half into the fight. Um, and that's actually going to take us to the very last fight of the night, which is a, a fun one here at, at Women's Bantamweight, and that's Julia Avila versus Penny Kianzad. So Kianzad is 0-1 in the UFC. You might remember her from being on the, the Ultimate Fighter Featherweight finale against Macy Chiasan. She's uh, 11-4 and overall, pretty good record. Um, she went outside of the UFC after losing to Macy, picked up a win outside, got herself back in the UFC. Julia Avila will be making her UFC debut. She's 6-1 and in MMA. She most recently... TKO'd Alexa Connors over an Invicta FC with a front kick to the face and following that up with punches. So the UFC fans have, have sort of gotten a taste of Panny Kianzad. Uh, what do they need to know about Julia Vila, though? She's an excellent prospect who's an aggressive striker who puts out a lot of output. Her right hand is a big fight changer. I think she would have had her way with Melissa Gatto, her original opponent, but against Panny, it might be tough. Yeah, I think, you know, you're right. Gatto was kind of a, a tailor-made opponent for her, too, right? Because Gatto likes to strike, and not that, or likes to grapple, rather. And not that we, like, want to sit here and talk about Gatto for the whole time because she's not actually fighting anymore. But I think they were trying to set her up with a good opponent where she could show off that big right hand that you mentioned. It, it, it might not be able to happen with Kianzad because she, she is really well-rounded. She's good defensively. She keeps herself out of trouble. This could wind up being the opposite of what they needed to build uh, Julia Avila. What do you think? Yeah, Penny has a lot more experience, and that's over good fighters. And her experience might overwhelm Julia. 
Yeah, and I, I thought she looked decent on the feet against Macy Chiasson. She did look like a fish out of water on the ground, but but as we've seen since then, Chiasson sort of does that to every single bantamweight she fights. She makes them look like they've they've never grappled before. Um, do you think Panny uses the grappling though? Even even though we haven't seen her grapple in a while, do you think she winds up trying to grapple up Avila? I think she could. She can mix it up, but Julia's showed good takedown defense, so I'm not sure if Panny could take her down but i think panty can fight behind her jab mix it up and get it done by decision all right so you're going with panty cans out by decision yes but i think it's close all right yeah i think i'm gonna go with julia avila i think just the the point you made about not being able to get her down is important and i think avila is sort of one of those ones who i, I think she's gonna sting her enough times that uh you know, probably take her a decision here because she looks a little bit better on the judges' scorecards. And that's going to do it for round three. I do want to mention that maybe by the time you guys are listening to this and it's in your ears, Marwin Vera might have a replacement opponent. But as of right now, the, the current UFC graphic says Marlon Vera versus TBD, which, you know, we, we could break down, I guess. TBD has been scheduled for a lot of fights, doesn't wind up getting in any of them. Um, but just so you guys know, we, we would have broken that fight down, but that the replacement is not yet broken. So uh, we are going to end it right there and i want to thank my guest uh sean bitter for being on you remember that you can check him out on cage side press as well as you can check him out on twitter and get all of their news and updates that way sean thank you so much for the time man i appreciate it i appreciate it and thanks for having me